Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. I'm going to conclude my series with Terry Archer today. We're going to talk about Hassa's four-gallon returnables in the case, and we're also going to talk about proper chemical storage. So even if you don't have Hassa in your area, you may want to tune in just to learn about how to transport and store the chemicals properly in your truck and at your house or place of business. And definitely, if you do have Hassa in your area, you want to tune in to learn how to properly store and transport their liquid chlorine and liquid acid cases. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Let's focus on your your four-gallon case that Hassa makes. And why did Hassa, just out of curiosity, people ask me all the time, why don't we have the two and a half gallon jugs here in California like they have in Florida? Why did Hassa stick with the four gallon um, case format over the, the East Coast kind of gigantic two and a half gallon jugs? Was there a reasoning behind that? And what's the history behind those cases? Well, I think, uh, I mean, the, hi- the history, uh, obviously, um, going back to, I mean, this goes back to 1964. I'm not sure <laughs> how... Uh, if they were thinking environmentally at that time, or if they were thinking convenience, uh, or whatever, whatever the aspect was, but I think if we if we go back to that time, 1964, I mean, it's certainly things were there was more of a kind of a recycle mentality, believe it or not. I mean, you know, we drank soda out of glass bottles, and we took those and returned those for money, <laughs> you know, back to the store. Uh, milk was delivered in in recyclable glass bottles; those are recycled. So I think just at the at the time point there that was kind of the way things were. And they, you know, they were a small growing company and that's what they developed. But I think as time went on, again, we began to kind of recognize uh, the environmental aspect of it. You know, the, um, it helps keep the cost down and effective too, you know, um, because of, again, we're not having to rely on, you know, more packaging, cardboards, plastics, and then have to deal with all that uh, reproduction uh, of those materials and so forth. So it's been a very good and a very good workable system uh, for Hasa for a long time. And I think also, believe it or not, uh, it's kind of been a good system through distribution into the pool pros that everybody has kind of swung into. And it seems convenient. Uh, and I, I even think from the pool pro standpoint, if they're using liquid, you know, then you've got to dispose of bottles, you've got to dispose of cardboard, of, of plastic wrap, of things like that. What are you doing with that? You know, and that's just more, I think, uh, labor, it's more time, it's more thought, you know, those kinds of things. Whereas, you know, you're going to the distributor, you're picking up you're so many cases a week that you need, you use them up, you go back, you drop those cases off, you pick up more. Pretty simple system, I think. And it's a it's an efficient system. And it's a again, I think I have to I have to say, you know, um, it, it, I, I feel pretty proud and uh, pretty honored to work for Hasa 
uh, just because of the environment, the environmental contribution that they're making through that system. I think that's awesome. And I also would say that, you know, mathematically, three cases fit directly in the back of my truck, like stacked yep. in. Yeah. So it's convenient for the pool pro to actually stack their truck with them. So let's talk about some of the things that I'm probably getting in trouble with right now is how, what do you do with the empty? So what I do when I have an empty, because we have to kind of know which ones are empty. Otherwise, you grab a bottle and you'll be like Superman pulling it out of there empty, or you'll run out of chlorine <laughs> without knowing which ones are empty. Sure, sure. And so here's what I've done. The distributors hate this, I know. Turning the bottles upside down is a no-no because they hate having to take them out and putting them back correctly to send them back to you. Taking the lids off, that's kind of a no-no too, right? Because you're not supposed yeah. to let the yeah. lid off the bottle. And I've done both in the past. Um, what would be the most effective way for the pool pro to know that this bottle's empty, this case is empty, so that they're not running out on their route? I mean, besides the the wrong methods. Yeah, I mean, it's it, and I do want to point out this point, and I I will um I'll, I'll get a link to you as well because Hasa, we've actually um produced and published a sheet on the safe way to transport liquid chlorine and particularly the deposit bottles and uh, talks about, you know, not turning them upside down, not taking the lids off. You know, another thing about taking the lids off is that you, then you lose the lids, you know, and then it's just, there's lots of things, you know, um, from that aspect, but we we give you kind of some pointers uh, and things on, on how to transport it properly and, and how to deal with the empties and so forth. But, one thing that I think I suggest, and I find, and I've even uh, I've seen some uh, pool pros where sometimes they'll have the case that they're going to use sort of separated out with with the full bottles in it, and that's the one they work from. And then they have another area in their truck where they keep the empty cases. And then when that one's used up, they'll transfer it to where the empty cases are, and then they'll move another full one into that into that one area. I've seen some of them that tra- that have these you know, things on their tailgate where they can hold maybe a case along with, along with their uh, hammerhead and, and, and all that. And they'll, so they'll keep the full ones on there. Then they have an area in the truck where they know they're the empties. There's other things as, as simple as you can to just take a, just take a marker and uh, you know, like a, like a Sharpie. And just when it's, when it's empty, you just, you know, just put a tick on it or something so you can look at it and see that, Hey, that's marked. That's an empty from that standpoint. We really, the reason, and I know the upside down thing is, seems like the easiest, but the, the biggest reason for that is you got anything left over in that bottle, you turn it upside down and now that goes into the case. Now, you know, granite, the case is secondary containment, which is another, that's another great aspect about the Hasa. That, that's another reason why we do the cases like we do. Um, those cases are secondary containment. So if you have a leaker or something like that, it's going to stay in the crate and not go into your truck or, or whatever. Uh, but the problem that can happen sometimes is, you know, you leak out a little bit in that case and then you're pulling the cases out. And then now, you know, maybe some of that liquid's going to splash up on you or splash in your eye or something. And that can be a safety issue uh, as well. And particularly with acid, it, it could be even worse. So um, we definitely don't want that, and we definitely don't want the the caps, you know, off of the off of the top, because again, yeah, then you lose caps, and those caps don't come back in the deposit cycle. So you know, that's another <laughs> aspect where now we're replacing caps or whatever, you know. So, but yeah, safety overall, and um, you know, get get the Hasa sheet. That's a good sheet. It gives you a lot of good advice and kind of shows you what things to do and what not to do. I guess it'd be a no brainer. You don't want to put acid and chlorine in the same case. Again, uh, don't want to do that. Yeah, you just you definitely don't want to do that, and you definitely don't want to do the turn them upside down 
and, and put a, an acid bottle turned upside down and then a chlorine bottle turned upside down in the same case, because what's going to happen there is that if there's any residual in there that leaks out to the bottom, the acid's going to mix with the chlorine and you're going to create, uh, basically you're going to create hydrochloric gas or a form of chlorine gas, which is uh, toxic. So you don't want to do that. Yeah, I think your secondary case is really important to focus on too, because one of the things that I'm going to mention here is that homeowners can go to pool stores locally and get the Hasa recyclable chlorine. Yes. And the nice thing about those cases, you can put it on the back of your car. Um, maybe I would suggest a blanket anyway, just for safety precaution. Yeah, we, we uh, and, and again, on that sheet, uh, we, we actually recommend um, uh, some sort of a plastic, uh, uh-huh. you know, if you can just put some a plastic sheeting, uh, anything like that that's plastic. And, the, you know, a blanket sounds like a good idea, but the problem is a, a, a blanket, if there is any kind of residual on the bottom of that crate, and this is what I always I, I always say to people, you know, because people ask about transporting liquid, and and uh, I even have some guys that have come in and said, uh, oh, it's dangerous to transport liquid, and uh, so I've said, well, you know, of all the forms of chlorine you could have, it's probably the least dangerous. Uh, you know, if you have Cal Hypo in the back of your car, or your truck that could possibly lead to an explosion where the worst thing that's going to happen with liquid is if it spills, it's going to bleach, it's going to bleach and probably, and you're going to have some corrosion as well. So, I mean, with any chemical, any chemical that you transport, you have to take precautions. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're chemicals you're working with and any type of chlorine has basically has its downsides and uh, you know, uh, things that you need to be aware of the, definitely those cases and the secondary containment is a, is a huge factor in just making sure, you know, you don't have any bleaching problems or corrosion problems from leaking. So one thing I think if you're a homeowner maintaining your own pool, you can drive down and see the pool stores locally, Leslie's and the mom and pop stores. You'll see these cases out front and you'll recognize the yellow uh, Hasa liquid chlorine cases and then the orange acid cases. And so you'll know right there visually that this pool store carries the the uh, recyclable and i think you save a lot of money you put a deposit down for the case usually the pool store will charge you a deposit for the case and bottles sure if you keep exchanging those you're going to get that money back and again you mentioned the trash build up on the disposable ones yes yes so i think it's a great alternative for a homeowner to look for a pool store that carries those sure and it's it's um you know it's funny you mentioned that but the, but the those yellow and uh and the the red orange acid cases are are almost like a logo for for Hasa and for us and they've become so uh, recognizable so yeah any anybody can look and they can see a pool store if those are out in the front they obviously know they have the Hasa liquid but but it's just uh it's funny i want to tell you because i got a call um from a guy who worked from a hollywood prop department Hollywood prop department and he called me up and he wanted to see if he could get empties of our yellow cases and our orange cases. Uh, and I asked him why and he said it was for a movie where in the movie, they have a guy who's a pool pro in his truck and they had gone. This is very interesting. They had gone and they had outfitted this guy's truck with poles and nets and brushes and, you know, some chemicals and everything. And the producer looked at the truck and said, Hey, where's those yellow and orange cases? that I see in every pool truck. And so that just kind of goes to show you how recognizable those, those cases are. Pretty, that's pretty incredible that you're in Hollywood now, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, there'll be more coming out on that yeah. uh, once, once this movie gets produced, I'm you sure. probably have it on your, your website. You'll have the movie link or something. Sure. Let's also touch on the storage then in the backyard. There's a lifespan of 
Okay, rotation is important. We should touch on that too. Sure, sure. And storage in the backyard is also important. I think we should touch on that for the pool pro who's using his home as his base, which is probably 90% are using their home as their base. Right. Um, what's the proper storage of these cases and what would you consider a proper rotation of them? Well, so there's a few things I want to say here. Uh, one is that, you know, everybody, um, or it's, it's no secret that liquid chlorine does degrade over time. And probably two of the biggest factors when it comes to how fast that liquid chlorine is going to degrade have to do with light and heat. Uh, those are the two things that are going to cause it to, to degrade more rapidly. So my number one thing, if anybody's going to store any amount of liquid chlorine, I'm going to say that you want to store it, if at all possible, you want to store it uh, in the garage or somewhere where it's not going to get a lot of direct sunlight and a lot of heat for a long period of time. Now, that being said, there is uh, basically um, the Hasa Santa Clara is 12.5%. So it's a good high percentage. And uh, also uh, with the Hasa Santa Clara, uh, we triple filter it. So we, we filter out a lot of the impurities. Um, so that just means that it's not going to degrade as fast from any impurities. So it lasts quite a while. If you were to take a 12.5% and say it's a, in 70 degrees, a 70 degree temperature, you're probably going to get, it's, it's going to take about several months for that product to degrade just to the half strength. So go down to maybe six. It's going to take several months at 70 degrees. But when we get to 90 degrees, now you're looking at probably about a month and a half before you're going to lose half of the strength uh, of that um, Santa Clara product. So I always say, like, I, I, particularly in season, I would not store any more than a two-week supply. Uh, I would try to store it in an area where it's not going to get a lot of direct sun, kind of keep it more out of the heat. And the only other thing I would say is that liquid chlorine is, it is corrosive. And in storage does, you know, this is one of the safety aspects of Hasa. We make, we make vented bottles, vented caps to allow for some of the release of a little bit of the gas that forms in the bottle. Um, so the bottles don't bloat out. And so you are getting a bit of a little, a small little bout of sort of sodium uh, hypochlorite uh, gassing out, and that's corrosive. And uh, you don't want to store that anywhere right directly near where there's metals because it can be corrosive to the metals and so forth. I, I you know, my, my biggest thing is I tell anybody if they want to have it delivered at home or whatever, if they want to keep some at home, uh, I wouldn't keep any more than a two-week supply. And the same goes with the muriatic acid. That's also Absolutely. corrosive to store. Yeah, um, you don't want to put it near anything metal. So I, I store mine in, I have like a gazebo area. I store it far from my house, way Great. in the back. Yeah. Um, by, by my neighbor's fence, I should say. But no, <laughs> there's plenty of distance on this case. Yeah. But I keep it away from my house directly for that reason. Yeah, and um, I and and I do want to point out if you're storing both, uh, you definitely want to store the muriatic separate from yeah. the chlorine. You don't want to have the two of them close together because um, if you were to get a leak or, mm-hmm. um, and, and also, boy, this is one shocking thing. I, I I went somewhere once where somebody had was storing both, and they had the acid stacked on top of the liquid 
chlorine <laughs> in storage. And I had to say, mm, you know, not a good idea. You do not want to have the acid stored on top of the liquid or vice versa. You want to have them completely separate. Um, you know, if there's an earthquake or what, anything to where, you know, they could leak into one another, um, that could create a problem. So we, we don't want that to happen. We want everybody to be safe. You know, for sure. And it is really safe if you just take with anything, if you're, you know, even like the the sunshades on your car, if you look at them, it's, there's a warning there. It says, don't drive with the shade in place. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> everything, it's it's relatively safe. I don't want to scare anybody with this talk here. You just got to right. You got to just be logical and be smart about it. And, and well, not do crazy things that's going to get you on, you know, YouTube. You know, it, we're in the pool trade. And um, we're working with chemicals. And, uh, you know, I've always said this to, um, you know, service techs as well. Uh, you know, you should read the labels of the product you have. You should know the precautions and practice them. You know, it just yeah. makes sense. It does. And so Hasa does deliver if you have like a big order. And also a lot of distributors will deliver the um, Hasa product directly to your house. Certainly, that's uh, you know we have we have sales reps out in the field and um, you know um, anything like that any uh, big delivery um, you certainly can work with your sales rep and they can arrange that uh, either through your distributor or, or uh, a drop ship or something like that uh, is no problem. And we mentioned in the other podcast you're in the West Coast and you mentioned a lot of the different states you're in and I always get asked this by the Florida guys and they want Hasa out in Florida they don't mind the two and a half gallon jugs. Yeah. But- they rather would have something they can leave at the customer's house to the convenience. Sure. So does Hasa have anything in, you know, on record or off the record of expanding? Uh, Hasa is definitely uh, we're, we're a growing a growing company, and um, you know, I, you may or may not know that um, you know Hasa started out as a family-run business um, and was a family-run business for a long time, and uh, I want to say maybe four years ago or so. Um, you know, the family finally gotten to the point that the family sold. And so, uh, you know, now it's, um, you know, Hasa is basically um, run uh, through a um, an independent uh, investment firm. We, we basically have, um, you know, our, our goal is we want to we want to grow the company for sure, you know, and we want to expand. And so we're looking at expansions and we're looking at places like Florida and, and West, certainly west of you know, I guess west of the Pecos, they say, or something, <laughs> whatever that is. But, you know, it's uh, we also want to make sure that we don't over kind of overextend ourselves. You know, we don't we're, we're not looking to become, you know, yeah. Amazon, I guess, <laughs> from that standpoint. But, you know, we definitely see opportunity out there and we see opportunity for the Hasa model, you know, mm-hmm. that has worked so well. And, you know, um, the other thing you brought up about it, in it, in Florida or the two and a half uh, gallon size. And I think, you know, we've stuck with our system because it's, it's, it's simple, it's easy, it's convenient, you know, even just transporting and even getting a gallon jug back and forth into the backyard, as opposed to a two and a half gallon size is, is more convenient for sure as well. So. Yeah. I guess you're like in and out burger, you're slowly expanding from the West to the East. Yeah. But we want to keep that quality as well. Like them, They have their distribution centers and, they're doing it slowly, so they're doing yeah, it smart. Yeah, we want to keep quality and we want to keep cost as as you know well as we can. Um, yeah. Before I let you go, I should also mention if you go to Haas's website, they also have other products besides liquid chlorine and acid. I, we we do. don't mention that often. 
But yes. you have a slew of products that I, I love also. I, I like your um, super super stain out. Yes. Uh, and those kind of products. I use those all the time. And the other products you have. So Hasa is not just a liquid chlorine and liquid acid brand. They're, they have other products available. And, and um, people may not be familiar with it, you know, but a lot of people use the Algeban uh, tricolor yes. for black yes. algae, things like that. We're talking here mainly expanding your liquid chlorine and liquid acid returnables. Yeah, and we, I mean, we do, as you mentioned, and th- thanks for that, David, we, we do have a, a, a broad uh, specialty uh, chemical line, and um, what some of the products you mentioned, particularly the stain out and super stain out product, that, that's definitely, uh, uh, you know, one that's been around for a while that we've had that's very popular, um, but I will say that, um, you know, we, we, we have a very good phosphate removal product as well. Which I um, I highly recommend, and and we have a good clarifier, which is a natural uh, uh, eco chitosan based clarifier that's available. So that, those are some the, uh, other products that we have as well. Um, but definitely check with your distributor um, because any distributor is going to have all the uh, products that we have available. Yeah, and I think you recently changed your you recently updated your packaging. I think probably when they took over the company four years ago, because I got to say your packaging for your other products. You know, was stuck in the 70s. You know, uh, so yeah. they look a lot better. They're much more. Yeah. Um, sure. Better. Sure. Yeah. So well, well, we're upgrading uh, everywhere we can. So yeah. um, that includes packaging, and that includes uh, everything we have to offer. You know, to the end user as well. So I appreciate the time, Terry, recording yeah. these podcasts. And information is great for the pool pro and for the homeowner in that respect. And if they want to learn more, they they can go to your website, right? Yeah, www.hasa.com. Um, lots of information there. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you bet, David. Thank you. And I think like anything out there, as long as you follow the directions and you do things properly the way the manufacturer recommends as far as chemical transporting and storage, you're not going to have any issues. Just like anything, you have to kind of use common sense and kind of think of the worst case scenario, I guess, would be something to always consider here in California. That would be a pretty big earthquake knocking everything over. And so you definitely want to organize everything to survive that if you live in that area like I do. Or if you're like in Florida and there's going to be a hurricane, definitely take precautions. So always think of what could happen, I think, when you're storing chemicals at your house or business. And if you're interested in the other episodes I recorded in the series with Terry Arco, and I, again, I would like to thank Terry Arco again for taking the time to record these podcasts with me. I think he did a great job explaining all the aspects of liquid chlorine, the liquid feeder, comparing and contrasting with other sanitizers out there, and just giving you an all overall chemistry class kind of on the chemicals that we use out there in the industry day to day that we don't really think about. And so thank you again, Terry, for that. And if you're interested in the other podcast episodes, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and on the banner, click on that podcast icon, and then you can scroll down and listen to the previous episodes that I recorded. If you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program. A lot of great benefits for joining that. You can learn more at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.